Hey everyone, this is Miss Janelle, back for another Good News Radio. When was the last time you were punished for doing something wrong? Maybe you broke a rule that your parents have, or perhaps your parents told you to be home by a certain time and you reach home late and they punished you? It would be very strange if someone who was innocent got punished for something even though they had never done it. But that is exactly what Jesus did. He was innocent, but yet he received a punishment. Wow. Remember where we were in our story? We were talking about Jesus, that he was being arrested by the soldiers, how Judas betrayed him when Judas gave him the kiss. Then everyone knew that Jesus was the one they were to arrest and to take And so Jesus, now he is being led away to the high priest's palace. Now Peter, the disciple, he followed Jesus at a distance, and then he waited outside with the servants. While Jesus was inside, the religious leaders brought false charges against Jesus so that he could be sentenced to death. You see, the religious leaders were very upset with Jesus, and they could not find any fault in him, so they had people come and tell lies about Jesus. Jesus was innocent. He had never done anything wrong. But you and I, we have done wrong things. We are born guilty of sin. We are born with a want to or a desire to do things that are wrong. The Bible says that sin is anything that goes against God. For example, there's things like lying, cheating, cursing. Those are all different types of sin. And the Bible even says, in Ecclesiastes 7 verse 20 and it says surely there is not a righteous man on earth who does good and never sins yes that means everyone has sin you and me no one is righteous or perfect everyone has sin you're born with that want to and there's a terrible punishment for sin and that punishment is to be separated from God in a terrible place forever And Jesus, he is not guilty of sin. And that is why they had to have these people come and tell lies about Jesus to falsely accuse him. Jesus, he proclaimed himself to be the son of God. Jesus really was the son of God, but they did not believe that. Jesus was mocked. He was beaten. And why would Jesus allow these men to accuse him of lying and treating him so bad? Why would Jesus allow that? That doesn't really make sense, does it? But remember, the Bible says in John 3.16, maybe you know it. I'll just say the first part. For God so loved the world. That means everyone. The world, it means people. You and me. For God so loves you. Jesus is God the Son. He is the creator who made everything. There's many examples that God made. You and me. That's a wonderful example. And how everyone is completely different and has their own fingerprint and their own personality. That is something wonderful and so creative about our God. But also, he made the animals, the planets, the stars, the sky, the trees, the dirt, all kinds of things God made. He is the creator who made everything and he wants you to be with him in heaven someday. God is holy. That means he has no sin where he is. And Jesus' suffering, 
It was part of God's plan. He loves you more than anyone else ever could love you. Jesus took this blame because he loves you and he loves me. Jesus allowed them to treat him so badly, so with so much cruelty, but he did it because he loves you. Peter, as he was outside with the servants, some people came up to him and they said, weren't you with Jesus? I think I saw you with him. And Peter, he said, no, no, I was not with Jesus. No, it was not me. Peter denied Jesus. Peter knew Jesus. Peter had been a disciple or a follower of Jesus for about three years. But instead of saying that he knew Jesus, he told a lie. He denied Jesus. Peter did this three times that very, very night. Do you remember last week what I said? That Jesus told Peter, you will deny me three times. And right after you deny me, a rooster will crow. After Peter actually did deny Jesus three times, he told three different times that he does not know Jesus. He does not know who you're talking about. Peter, he heard a rooster crow. Could you imagine if you were Peter? Could you imagine how surprised you might be? And as soon as you heard that rooster crow, you might be thinking, what did Jesus say? Oh, I remember. And Peter, he saw Jesus coming out of the high priest's palace. He heard that rooster crow and Jesus turned to look at him. Peter was filled with sorrow. He was so sorry. He was so sad that he had done this to Jesus. Peter went out and he wept bitterly. He cried so very hard because he had failed Jesus. Peter failed Jesus. And sometimes if you have believed on Jesus, you and I, we fail Jesus too sometimes. Maybe God wants you to tell a friend about Jesus, but you don't have enough courage. You don't feel strong enough to do it. And you fail God. Whenever you choose to sin, you fail Jesus. When God wants you to obey him and you don't obey him, you fail Jesus. What should you do? If you have believed in Jesus as your savior, you need to confess your sin to God. That means to tell on yourself and agree with God that what you've done is sin. It's wrong. It's hateful in God's sight. The Bible says if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If you have believed in Jesus, you need to confess your sin to God. And if you confess your sin to God, he will forgive you. He will cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Unrighteousness is a big word that means sin. If you ask God to forgive you, he will forgive you. But if you don't confess your sin to God, your friendship with him will be broken. You need to confess your sin. As soon as you know that you have failed God and you have sinned, confess it to him so that you can have a proper friendship with God once again. Peter, he wanted that friendship back with God. He went out and he wept bitterly. I'm sure he was confessing his sin to God and feeling so very, very terrible for denying Jesus those three times. Jesus, meanwhile, was taken to the Roman governor named Pontius Pilate. And there... He was questioned, but Pontius Pilate found no fault in Jesus. 
Pilate sent him to another man named Herod, who had Jesus beaten, and then Herod sent Jesus back to Pontius Pilate. But Pilate, Pontius Pilate, sometimes you just call him Pilate, he gave the people a choice. He asked the people, Pontius Pilate, he said to the people, which of these two men do you want me to release for you? There were two men there before the people that day, Jesus, the Son of God, and another man named Barabbas. And let's see, what did the people say? And they said, Barabbas. They want Barabbas to go free? Pilate said to them, Then what shall I do with Jesus, who is called the Christ? And the people all said, Let him be crucified. They are asking Pontius Pilate, Make Jesus die. Make him be crucified on the cross and give us Barabbas. They want Barabbas to be set free. Now Barabbas was a criminal. He had done wrong things. Well, what did Pontius Pilate do? He listened to the people. He released Barabbas to them. He let Barabbas go free, just like the people wanted. And then he washed his hands of the matter. And as he washed his hands, that was more like a picture. That was more like a symbol that he was saying, I have no part in this. This is only what you want to do. I am not really in agreement with this. This is, this is not my decision. And then Jesus, he knew what was coming. Jesus knew this was part of his suffering for sin. The just for the unjust. Jesus was perfect, the just. He was perfect. He had never done anything wrong. Jesus took all of that suffering and pain for you. He was innocent. He had never sinned. But he took all of your guilt on himself when he died on the cross. He knew this was the only way your sin could be forgiven. Jesus chose to die for your sin and for my sin, and nobody forced him to. It was all part of God's plan because God loves you so much. Jesus died for your sin, for the sin, not just for you, but for the entire world, for everyone's sin. Jesus died and gave his blood when he died on the cross and he took the punishment for your sin and mine. Even though he was innocent, he still took the punishment for your sin and for my sin. Though he was innocent, Jesus was beaten. He was sentenced to die. He was given that punishment that he was going to die on the cross. The soldiers, they stripped Jesus. They took off his clothes. They dressed him in a robe and they put a crown of thorns on his head. And then they mocked him. They started to tease him and make fun of him and spit on him and beat him. And they led him away to be crucified, to be nailed on a cross. Jesus went through all of this because he died in your place. Today, you can choose to receive Jesus as your savior. He died in your place. He died for your sin. The Bible says in John 1:12, but to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. So if you have never believed on Jesus, you can choose to receive him as your savior today. 
Receive means to take him as your own. You can choose to accept Jesus as your own savior, to receive him as your savior. A savior is someone who saves you. And Jesus saves you from your biggest problem, which is sin. You can believe in Jesus, in his name. You can believe that Jesus died and rose again. And if you receive him as your savior and believe in him, he gives you the right. He gives you the privilege, the honor to become a child of him. Isn't that wonderful? You can be a part of God's family if you choose to receive Jesus and believe that he died and rose again and he did that for your sin. If you would like to receive Jesus and believe in him and to become his child, you can pray this to God and truly mean it as you pray. This is your decision that you can make. Dear God, I have sinned and I am sorry. Please forgive my sin. I receive you as my Savior. I believe you died and rose again. Please make me your child and part of your forever family. In Jesus' name, amen. If you truly received Jesus as your Savior just now and believed in his name that he died and rose again, you have become part of God's forever family. And it's not because I say so. It's because God's word, the Bible, says so. If you would like to look up that verse for yourself in the Bible, it's found in John, which is the fourth book in the New Testament, the first chapter, verse number 12. So that's all for this week. I'll see you again next week. Bye.